teachers tend to measure their time much more by the academic calendar than by the calendar year. Today on Happy Music Teacher, nine ways for teachers to finish the semester better. Hi, and welcome to Happier Music Teacher. Are you a music teacher who has no time, no voice, and you kind of need to pee? I'm Beth Duhon. I'm a Christian, wife, mother, musician, and former stressed hot mess music teacher. I've been there. Join me every week as we work on easy micro actions so that you can be a happier music teacher. On today's Mindset Minute, this is called Hanlon's Razor. I hadn't even heard of that term for this phrase, but here's the phrase. Never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity. Now, I've always heard it phrased as ignorance, and that's a little more gentle, so that's how I'm going to reference it this morning. But basically, this time of year, when everyone is really kind of frayed, a little bit stressed and on edge, more to do than they have time, you know the drill. It's very easy to personalize other people's decisions and think that they're out to attack you, they don't support you, they don't support your program, they've got it out for you, blah, blah, blah. And frankly, probably they're not thinking about you that much. And sometimes when we think just people don't have any respect for the arts, they don't have any respect for our time, it's really they just may not even know better. Um, So before you attribute something to malice, malicious intent, Maybe step back and just assume it's ignorance and find a way to carefully educate them and teach them how to treat you. Never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by ignorance. If you're looking for a gift for your child's music teacher, or maybe even yourself, might I encourage you to purchase Happier Music Teacher, 50 Days to Being a Happier Music Teacher at Home and at School. I think it would be a great winter break read for you, or even a fun way to start the new year. Happier Music Teacher, 50 Days to Being a Happier Music Teacher at Home at School, currently available on F-flat books. Look for it soon on Amazon. Today's People, Podcast, and Promotion Spotlight shines on Michael Linson of SmartClassroomManagement.com. Particularly, the resource that I like to reference is Classroom Management for Art, Music, and PE Teachers. If you're a seasoned teacher, i.e. old like me, this may not be earth-shaking for you. But if you're a newer teacher, I love this because it's so concrete, and whether you agree with it totally or not, it's definitely a system to follow. Uh, Available on Amazon for, I don't know, $12.95. I love to meet listeners and Facebook group members in person. Here are two opportunities to meet you in the spring. I'll be presenting at TMEA, Better Boundaries for Private Lessons Teachers. Those dates are February 7th through February 10th. I'll let you know more when I know my exact date and time. And also at the OAKE National Conference, March 14th through March 17th. It's Oak's 50th anniversary, and it's going to be in Chicago. I'm a native Illinoisan. I can't wait. See you there. I'm not sure which genius decided to make the end of the academic year line up with Christmas time, but I wish they would have reconsidered. Be that as it may, my semester is going to end around the 15th, and I've heard of people in Facebook groups and things where it goes maybe as late as the 21st. Regardless, here are nine ways for teachers to finish the semester better. 
The first is backwards planning, and this is just like you would do for your students as your lesson planning, you're beginning with the end in mind. So if the goal is to leave campus on time with the required things finished, no one wants to be the last person there um, when you try to leave for Christmas break. Work your steps backwards from that goal. What must be true if I'm going to walk out the door on time? Number two, if your campus and your situation is like mine, and I bet it is, this is a great time to give gifts for your secretary, your principal's executive assistant, or whatever that role looks like on your campus, your custodian, and your team. You know that they have been there very solidly for this year, so this is a great time to show some appreciation. One of the ways I'm going to do this for a few of the members is Poinsettias from Brookwood. So Brookwood is a home for developmentally disabled adults not far from me, and they sell Poinsettias to my band. So I feel like I really just get a triple win here. I get the gift of giving, I get to give to Brookwood, and I get to give to my band, which are two of my favorite things on the planet. So give back to those people who give so hard for you all year. Number three, and this time of year you need to be ruthless about it and it still may not be enough, is be ruthless about the must-do versus nice-to-do. This time of year we want to be so nice and we want to do all the extras and the little touches and really sometimes we just need to do the must-dos to get out the door. So get those done first and if you have time, Spoiler alert, you probably won't have time. Then get to the nice-to-dos. But more likely than not, let's just do the must-dos and then see if we have the extra time for the other. Number four, and like many things on this podcast, don't always be like me. It's not always a good idea. For some reason, I decided it was a good idea in tandem with also um, some people on campus to have my concert, I don't know, the day before school lets out, and to go to the admin building also that last week. And it was just, and also a holiday sing-along, because, you know, why not? Pile on the fun. If you can, and if you have control of the calendar, and what I'm looking for for next year, earlier concert dates, and an emptier last week. What I think I was thinking in my mind was more time to learn the material, better product, but I think what it actually did is just push everything to the end and make it that much longer until the students and I could fully relax. So, if possible, and if you're looking at it for next year, Let's get those earlier concert dates and an emptier last week. It will fill up on its own without any help from you. Trust me. My team leader is pretty amazing. And if you do not have time to save it for this year, this might be a great strategy for next year. Um, She took all the dates in December from the school calendar and from what she knew was happening in the music room and the rest of the outclass team. And she did a letter day by day with what we were doing for the festive dress what the team was expected to do that day, just in a very clear written out format. It was so nice and so clear. So if you don't have that happening or your team leader is not as good as mine, sorry, she's really wonderful. Um, Take that upon yourself. If not this year, if it's too late next year, do a letter with all the dates and tasks for the team. It is so nice to have, instead of having to search a couple different documents or people, you know, if there's no communication, a vacuum fills it and that vacuum is not a good vacuum. It usually sucks, if you know what I mean. Um, Instead, write everything out day by date so there's no room for confusion, no room for miscommunication. They can literally print out one letter and that is the reference for all things December. Number six is thank you notes. And if you listen to prior episodes, you know that I advocate just keeping a stash in your desk. That way there's never an excuse for writing a thank you note. 
Um, I have been in situations where I rarely got a Christmas present, holiday present, whatever you like to say. I have been in situations where I've been loaded down with an abundance of riches. Um, Whatever your situation, as soon as you get the present, go ahead and just write the thank you note for the gift and then maybe get it to the kid before the end of the day. I've done it before where I've let those thank you notes haunt me over break. It's January 1st, and I'm sitting in my living room writing them before I go back to school to give to the kids in each classroom. So much easier, so much better if you can. Squeeze out the time and make thank you notes part of what you do. And I know there are people who let it slide without, but I don't know. A family took their time and money to think of you at Christmas and give you a little something. I feel like with that type of effort, bare minimum, do a pre-printed if you just think you're going to have a deluge of gifts. But please, please, please write the thank you notes and make it easy on yourself. Okay, I was getting tickled with my attendance clerk about this. Uh, Number seven is give yourself fake deadlines. You may not need to. You may be type A. You may be an upholder. This may never have occurred to you. But if you're wired a little bit more like me, a type B plus teacher with a smidge of perfectionist procrastinator thrown in just for fun, give yourself some fake deadlines. So here's what I mean. If something is due end of day on the 13th, you need to tell your brain that it is due middle of the day on the 12th. At least, if I tell myself the real deadline, I will go up until the minute or past, I don't know, of the real deadline and completely stress myself out. So when I put things in my phone, I will actually put the incorrect deadline sometimes. Um, I won't share that with anybody else. I don't want to mess them up. But for me to have that margin, to have that cushion, to trick my brain, even though I'm not really tricked, Give yourself some fake deadlines for the important stuff. Um, As music teachers, I've been shocked, um, especially depending on the district, how much paperwork is part of the job. So, and like I said, that is one thing that will make you unpopular with people quicker than anything if you start missing the important paperwork deadlines and they're not running report cards because of you or you're not getting some of those important things in like finances. So give yourself some fake deadlines so you have plenty of cushion for the important stuff. Number eight, and I come back to this a lot. You'll notice some themes in the podcast and in my writing. Go ahead and tidy your classroom. That may feel like the last thing you want to do when you're short on time and you're short on energy and it's in the semester. Who cares? Things are just chaos, right? No, for my brain, it really helps me if everything else feels out of control. At least I can look around my room and it looks like I'm not out of control. And when I'm trying to put my hands on important paper, I can do so. So think about that. It really doesn't take that long. And if you get in the habit of it every day, um, it's not that much to add on to your routine. It really makes me feel like I am set for the next day. Heaven forbid, if you have some illness, we talked about this in the sub episode, um, or someone else in your classroom, like I had this week, and this was a planned substitute for a field trip. I don't want to feel embarrassed. And people talk. And like I said, also for your own peace of mind and mental health, just go ahead and tidy your room. You will not be sad. And especially, 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 no matter what is happening that last day of break, it is not going to be very cute to come back in January to a room that just makes your stomach hurt because it looks bad and you're going to have to tackle that before you tackle anything else. Give future you a gift and tidy that room before you go, end of every day, and then definitely before the break. If you haven't figured out already, number nine, I'm pretty grinchy about the dress-up days, but I know for some teachers on campus and the kids, it's just magical. They love it. They want to break free from the oppression of uniforms, which I secretly wish we'd have. Um, But here's what I see, and here's what I think might help you. Okay, from the old woman department, 
I wear compression socks and tennis shoes because if I do not, I'm going to feel hobbled at the end of the day and much grumpier than I should. I'm also wearing clothes that aren't hot. But I guarantee you with today being pajama day on campus, there will be people who are wearing warm, woolly pajamas and the heat will be on the building. They're going to have their hair matted to their head because they're sweaty. They're going to be wearing slippers with no support and on their feet all day. So by the end of the day, which should be really fun wearing your pajamas to school, is going to be feet that hurt and a sweaty mess on your head and you're just not feeling it. So as much as you can, dress for layers so you have a little more climate control because you know the building can swing wildly in that regard. And for compression socks, little extra support for your feet, your legs, all that. As you know, I had a prior injury, so it's not just a nicety for me. Um, tennis shoes, like real support. Um, maybe it's not the cutest thing on the planet, but for me, I'm a much happier music teacher when I have all those things in place. So before you do the dress-up day, think twice and make sure you're also going to be comfortable. And a bonus tip, you know, I like to do that when I can. If you can, have a ritual that tells you that you are done with the semester. Whatever that is for you, whether it's something you do alone or with a friend, do your ritual and then crash. I know some families will go directly from school to the airport or directly from school to their road trip, and I get it. I have family that lives out of state too, and the desire to get there is strong. But if you are able, and especially if you're staying in town, um, have something that just tells you, I can shut off that part of my brain, I'm walking out the door, whatever that might be. Um, it might be a treat. It might be a certain route home. It could be your stop at Starbucks. It could be whatever it looks like for you. Tell yourself that you're done and then give yourself some time to crash. I have never had a semester that I've finished, even as a lesson teacher or a school teacher, where I have not felt just completely done at the end. So give yourself that opportunity to crash and not be needed for your family. Put them on notice that that night you are going to be good for nothing because guess what? You're going to be good for nothing. This is kind of exciting and I never thought I'd be able to do this. Um, we have a few episodes that might help you and they're probably a little repetitive, but that's okay. Sometimes we need to hear things more than one time. Um, if you need more of this type of content, episode eight has an end of the year teacher checklist, which should mirror with this very closely. And episode 34 is tips to finish 2023 strong at home and at school. This week's verse of the day, Ecclesiastes 7, 8. The end of a matter is better than its beginning, and patience is better than pride. If you're a newer podcast listener to Happier Music Teacher, welcome. Here are a few things you might be able to do to support the podcast. The first is join the Happier Music Teachers Facebook group. That group is a source of joy for me, and I post in it daily. The second thing you might consider is leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And the third is purchasing Happier Music Teacher, currently on F-flat Books and soon to come on Amazon. Thank you for listening to the Happier Music Teacher. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe and tell a friend.